0: This is Real Business in Real Time with Executive Coach Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Learn what C suite execs and business leaders have learned in the real time, real world school of hard knocks. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mark Hinderleiter.
1: Hi, everybody, this is Mark Hinderleiter. Welcome to Real Business. In real time, I am excited about this episode. My guest is Bob Pizzini. Bob is a veteran of 26 years in naval operations, naval special operations. So we want to hear about that. And now he's an entrepreneur and I just love uh, the mix of those two experiences. Bob is the owner of a multi-million dollar business called iFly Virginia Beach Indoor Skydiving, and as well as being a consultant coach and keynote speaker. Bob's a husband and a father. And Bob, I want to thank you for your 26 years of service.
0: Well, you're welcome, Mark. And if I was 18, I would do it all over again.
1: Awesome. There are a few things I'd do over again at 18. <laughs> <And> some <laughs> not, but that that would be one of them too. Yeah, you would like a do-over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Bob, thanks for being on the show. Uh, looking forward to a great conversation. Me too. Well, give our listeners kind of that, that blend of kind of who you are and your military background and how that kind of blends with kind of being an entrepreneur. And then we'll kind of dig into maybe what that looks like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a young man, I grew up watching the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau. Some, <laughs> uh, you know, you would probably remember that. Oh, and yeah. I ho- hopefully some of your listeners do as well. But um, but I was just fascinated with diving in the undersea world. And by the time I graduated high school, I knew I wanted to be a Navy diver, So I enlisted at the age of 18 and Navy diving is a component of the Navy special operations function. Navy diving led to explosive ordnance disposal, Navy EOD, a Navy bomb tech, basically. And that led to a 26-year career of just learning and leading and excitement and working for great leaders and just uh, a very rewarding experience where you're a member of a team and, and after I retired, 26 years later, I took those experiences into the private sector and wanted to share as much as I could and uh, definitely had the entrepreneurial spirit. I knew that before I retired from active duty. And I translated those skills into the business world, again, under the guidance and mentor- mentorship of people who kind enough to help me. But uh, all of that culminated in the business that I have, two of the businesses that I have today, one of which is iFly indoor skydiving, and the other one being elevate your leadership.
1: Awesome. So, you know, one thing I've always kind of noted, Bob, that people that were in the military like you for a long time, in the military, when you're in the Navy doing that work, wasn't your purpose just so crystal clear? You got up in the morning knowing what your purpose was.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Every single day, you knew what your purpose was. You knew what your mission was. You knew who you were there to support. You knew what the commander's intent was it's a great way to wake up every day most days you know some days can be very very challenging but um, but a great way to wake up nonetheless
1: absolutely and we need to do that better in business everybody in the organization wakes up knowing their purpose and their mission we would be so much more effective than than you know what you learn in the military what you learn in the navy
0: yeah i would agree with that but i would also say that it's it's incumbent on the leader to make sure that people wake up knowing their purpose and their absolutely mission.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, uh, several years ago, maybe in, in the corporate world, that conversation might have been considered kind of fluffy. Uh, <laughs> but but the new workforce, you know, what I'm reading, what I'm researching, people I'm talking to is they want to work for a company that has a purpose that they resonate with. So that is, that is part of really attracting and, and retaining good talent. It's just that clear, noble purpose.
0: I think it's a big part of it. You know, at iFly, we say that we bring people together more of a why than a what. You know, if you go to the Simon Sinek school of what, why, and how. Yeah. But um, but we we observed over the years that we literally bring families and groups of people who don't otherwise know each other. We literally bring them together. And so I actually rewrote our mission statement this last year. We went from delivering the dream of flight to bringing people together. And it's a great statement, it's a great mission for everybody in the organization to rally around. How can we better bring people together on a daily
1: basis? Awesome. So uh, one of the things I'd love to kind of hear from you is, what's the Bob Pizzini formula for leadership that, that you've learned from 26 years in the Navy, special ops, and now being an entrepreneur? What's that stew look like that's been mixed up and cooked?
0: Yeah. So, so what that student looks like, who's been mixed up and cooked, and I like the way you put that, is just that it is somebody who's been mixed up from mm-hmm. time to time and cooked from time to time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but in the in the military, anyway, and this is this is really where the military does something for people that that I think it's very difficult for most most organizations to do. The military trains you to be a leader. They put you in a leadership position. And then they let you fail, or they allow you to fail, or they walk you through failure for the purpose of learning, for the purpose of you becoming a stronger leader. It's not that they intentionally want you to fail. It's, that, it's not that we want our teammates to fail. It's that we know you have to go through certain experiences in order to really become uh, that effective leader. And the military allows that process with safeguards in place to occur. So, the formula is to build a foundation in leadership. The military will expose you to a foundation. Build your foundation. After your foundation is built, even when you're wrong, even when you stumble, even when you've made a mistake, that foundation is going to hold you up. It's going to allow you to recover from whatever that mistake was, and when you don't make a mistake, that foundation is what gives you confidence going forward. It gives you presence and it allows you to be the leader that those who work for you need you to be. So number one, foundation. Number two, the military is big on physical wellness. And I I have organized my leadership around what I call the six pack or the following six components of physical wellness, and that's rest hydration, nutrition, exercise, brain and heart health, and lifelong learning. So we have the art, which is your foundation and you build on your foundation. And then we have the science, which is the six pack or those six components I just mentioned. That was my life in the military for 26 years. And that is gold in my opinion. That is what makes me sleep good at night even when I've made the wrong decision, when I'm big metacognitive, when I look back at it and review, how did I get it wrong there? My intent was well-placed. Your intent was well-placed. We were all trying to achieve the objective for the greater good. And so that's that's the long answer to your question.
1: And what have you carried over into your entrepreneurial world? I guess maybe two questions, Bob, is what lessons from the Navy really carried into your commercial business and were there any kind of approaches to leadership that maybe didn't fit your commercial business?
0: Sure so I'll start with the second part first approaches that didn't fit. I made some key mistakes in the private sector early on and one of them was setting expectations too high for people uh, who I thought had the requisite education and experience to lead, but they didn't. And and in the military, a 25 or a 26 or a 27 year old, generally speaking, is in their second or third leadership assignment. So they've had some trials and tribulations and they've developed a foundation and and they have some capability. Uh, In the private sector, that's not necessarily the case. As a matter of fact, I would say that's rarely the case in the private sector leadership is not a focus of professional development early in somebody's career which i think is a is a fatal flaw so so the mistake i made was having too great of expectations on younger people whereas in the military that's that's the way the military rolls so that that was one of the big mistakes and then the first part of your question key things that i've carried over one of the key things i've carried over is You owe your leader 100%. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. A good leader is going to allow you to to have your voice. A good leader will hear your voice. But at the end of the day, that leader's made the decision and everybody needs to be on board. You owe your leader that 100%. Number two, as a leader, you have to require and expect 100% from those you lead. If you accept less than that, that's what you're going to get continually. Number three, provide people a pathway to give 100%, to achieve 100%. Oftentimes, people will come up short. And when they come up short, if they're bought in, if they own the mistake, if they own their process, if they're bought into the mission, then put them on a path for recovery. Not every offense is a firing offense. As a matter of fact, very few are if they're bought into the mission.
1: Can I follow up on that just a little bit? Sure. How do you take the fear out of the organization where people are afraid to make a mistake and they're waiting for the hammer to drop rather than a coaching opportunity to show up?
0: Sure. So uh, they have to know that their voice has value. They have to know that they have to know the process for their voice to be heard. Whether it's you know come talk to me directly, talk to your supervisor, chain of command, open door policy. They have to know the process. For their voice to be heard and then they have to know that when they when when they uh express their voice it's uh, there's there's a an environment of non-attribution yeah. uh, there's, there's something that i call dynamic tension where people can dis- there's also something i call challenging assumptions people can disagree with my assumptions and and we can discuss that all day long because ultimately we want to get at the right place but if we attack the person, that conversation's going to go nowhere. So people have to know that that it's okay for them to bring ideas forward and to challenge status quo, if you will, to, to challenge things uh, in the interest of doing better for the organization. But the, the leader has to lay that out. The leader has to say, number one, I want to hear from you. Number two, here's how I can hear from you. And number three, don't be afraid to speak up when... When things aren't that great, that's when we really need to hear your voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we have to, as leaders, we have to make that safe. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So not everybody might know what iFly is. So would you share kind of how you've blended these two different things into a unique experience with your iFly indoor skydiving and your leadership program? Tell us about that, will you?
0: Sure. So my last assignment in the military, I was what was called the combat support officer at an advanced training unit. So I was responsible for all the sustainment and advanced training for all things navy diving and all things military freefall or military parachuting. And in that assignment, we would travel to these vertical wind tunnels in different parts of the country, which is essentially a freefall simulator. It, it simulates the phase of a military parachute operation where you jump out of the airplane and you, you free fall for about a minute before you deploy your parachute. So we would use these simulators in different parts of the country and we would always come back to home base in Virginia Beach and say, why isn't there one of these things here? Because in addition to the military training, there's the what I, what I affectionately call mom, dad, and the kids. This is the best thing in the world for a family to, to do together. 18-year-olds on a date, 45-year-old parents on date night out, birthday parties, sports events, sports banquets, uh, team building for companies, team buildings for sports organizations across the board. The business model is just, it's incredible when you see it. So there was a lot of rumor and innuendo about why there was or was, why there was not a facility like this in Virginia Beach. I got serious about it one day, six years later, we opened our doors so, uh, you know, and I had this kind of inside track because of my military background. About 3 years, 4 years into our business, I was looking for leadership training for my management team. I have 35 employees, 35 teammates, and 6 of which are management. And for my management team, actually leaders, not, you know, more so the leadership team than than the management team. But I was looking for leadership training for my leadership team and I could not find Uh, exactly what I was exposed to throughout my military career. We have done Franklin Covey and Dale Carnegie and and, uh, had some coaches come in and that was very useful training for sure, but it wasn't what I was looking for, what I was exposed to. So I developed my own training, my own process called Elevate Your Leadership. I developed it in-house for my team and people outside the organization saw what I was doing and they said, you know, that is unique. That is different. Take that to market. I enjoyed the process very much. So I took it to market, and I took it to market with iFly. So we have a very nice boardroom on the third floor in my building at the oceanfront here in Virginia Beach. So uh, as part of the development of the leadership offering, I incorporated flight time into the overall event. So if you come to my facility in Virginia Beach to experience Elevate Your Leadership, um, we fly for about an hour, and then we, uh, we go through a guided discussion.
1: I gotta believe that uh, that experience before sitting in that uh, boardroom of yours puts people in a completely different frame of mind. Wh- wh- what do you see uh, after they've had that experience?
0: Sure. So, uh, so you know, we used to do the experience at the end of the day, and feedback from everybody said we want to do that first thing. You know, first thing in the day. Yeah. So, so we moved it to first thing, and what what that does is a couple things. Number one, I include it just generally speaking. As a metaphor for getting outside of your comfort zone and teamwork. So um, a lot of people have a little bit of anxiety as they uh, enter the flight chamber for the first time, which is perfectly normal. And um, so we take people outside of their comfort zone, but what happens is your comfort zone grows. The other thing that happens is that team of people that are around you, they have their own anxiety, but they also support you at the same time. So when you talk about an ice breaking event, you talk about an event that really builds camaraderie amongst 10 people from the same organization or 10 people from different organizations. Yeah, Um, it's you really break the ice and you really build uh, a bond between people. And that that creates an environment for for the best discussions in the world for the rest of the day. My Elevate Your Leadership experience is really a facilitated discussion. It's a guided discussion. I want to get people in the room with experience. We share our experiences with each other. And that's where the real growth happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I love about what you're doing, Bob, with the iFly and the leadership, it's, it's chocolate and peanut butter, right? It's a Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup. You've blended two completely different things into something really unique. And so I really applaud you for that innovation
0: great comparison.
1: Yeah, yeah. I say, I use that Reese's peanut butter cup analogy a lot. Bring two things together and make something really cool. And, yeah. and it's what you've done. So Bob, uh, School of Hard Knocks that you and I are graduates of, you probably got many lessons to share, but what's what's one that you want to share the listeners with the listeners about just what you've learned from your Navy and your business experience and life?
0: Sure. From the School of Hard Knocks, I would say Don't underestimate the value that people put in you. Don't underestimate how much people are counting on you to do uh, what it is you're there to do. The most menial task is important to completing the objective. So no no matter where you are on the team, no matter where you are in the organization, don't underestimate the value of what you bring to the organization. I I made the mistake uh, early in my career of underestimating my own personal value. And ultimately, you're not contributing to the team at the level that you should. So so don't underestimate yourself. I would say that's the first thing. Second thing is kind of what I've already said already. You owe your leader 100%. I've made that mistake of not giving my leader 100% in the past. As a leader, expect 100%. I've made the mistake of not setting that expectation appropriately. And then the third thing I mentioned earlier is provide a path for recovery. Uh, and, and that was the greatest gift I received throughout my military career. When I really screwed something up, uh, my commanding officer at the time could have ended my career, but instead he put me on a path for recovery that really culminated in a, in a very successful career.
1: What kind of loyalty did that create for you for that commander that he that he did that?
0: You know, the loyalty was always there. We had a unique relationship just based on common interests and, and professionalism, obviously. But again, I, I didn't realize the value that I brought to the organization. And when when he directed a change in the way we do things, I didn't take it as serious as I should have. And, you know, that resulted in, in a, a big mistake on my part. And so, so you know, to answer your question, my, my loyalty, I always thought was there 100%. But this this incident made me realize that, um, boy, you really got to think about this and make sure it's there every
1: single day, every day. So uh, that value, you know, don't underestimate your value. Really resonated with me long time ago. I remember reading an article where early '60s President Kennedy, you know, started the space program, taking a tour of NASA, meeting people, shaking hands. He meets a custodian and said, "Sir, what do you do here at NASA?" And the custodian said, Mr. President, my job is to help put a man on the moon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that story because it's exactly what you were talking about is we bring value no matter what we're doing. And we bring value just as, as, as good human beings, by the way. too. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, this is a great conversation. You and I could do this for another hour. How do people find you? So
0: I have a few different ways. Number one is Robert Robert P-I-Z-Z-I-N-I.com. And my Facebook is Elevate Your Leadership. Facebook, Elevate Your
1: Leadership. Awesome. You know, again, thanks for the conversation. Thank you for your service. And see you down the road. Hey, thank you, Mark. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you in a little bit. You
0: joining us on Real Business in Real Time with executive coach, Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Be sure to connect with Mark Hinderleiter on LinkedIn, check out his leadership tip of the week, and subscribe to this podcast on the app of your choice.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.